what I like to tell people is that they should keep in mind as to what it is that they're really passionate about, because whatever their interest is, finance underpins everything that people do, right? You know, in, in an economy, right? Like finance, everyone answers to the money at the end of the day. All the engineers at SpaceX answer to the money at the end of the day. Thanks for joining us today as we take a look into the diverse journeys, struggles, and successes of business professionals as they give their perspectives on the impact of a business education, what they learned along the way, and where they will go. I'm Justin Zay, and this is Business and Life. Welcome to the show. Hosting with me today are Yai and Nicholas. And joining us today are our special guests, Hans Yui and Christian Cordova. Both are UT alumni from the class of 2018 with degrees in finance and business honors. Having both been roommates during their time together on Wall Street, Hans is currently working as a financial analyst at SpaceX, while Christian is a business analyst manager at the American video game publisher 2K. Together, we talk with them about their experiences in investment banking and their pivot into industry, combining finance with what they love. Thanks for joining us today, Hans and Christian. Thanks, glad to be on. So to start off, could you tell us a little bit about your journey since graduation? Hans, how about you kick it off, buddy? Sure, let's go for it. Um, so, yep, my name is Hans Dewey. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I went to UT Austin BHP from 2014 to 2018. I uh, studied BHP finance and after I graduated, my first job was working in investment banking at a company called Evercore in New York. Uh, I did healthcare, healthcare mergers and acquisitions. And then about a year ago, I made the jump from investment banking to corporate finance at SpaceX. So I moved from New York to Los Angeles and I've been working here at SpaceX for the last year or so, which has been really exciting and really fun. Yeah, and, and my name is Christian Cordova. I'm originally from Jersey Village. Uh, Texas, a suburb outside of Houston. I went to the University of Texas, you know, McCombs, BHB. I was in the same cohort as Hans. After I graduated, I went to work for Morgan Stanley in their technology coverage investment banking group. I was there for two years as an analyst. I was actually roommates with Hans. And after my two years there, I pivoted into video games. So I am now a, uh, a manager at 2K Publishing. And uh, I'm currently residing in Houston, but I'll eventually be making my way to San Francisco once the world returns to normal. So can you tell us a little bit more about your passions and how this has led you to your respective careers? For me, I, I, space has always been my like inherent passion for as long as I've been alive. I can always remember just being fascinated by, you know, the Apollo program and astronomy and, uh, you know, human spaceflight. So uh, after having studied a degree in business, I knew somewhere down the road that I wanted to make my career about the intersection of space and finance. So when I thought about that, I figured that, you know, where better to make that happen than the largest and most famous, and in my opinion, best space company out there at SpaceX. So, you know, I applied and got the job, fortunately. And since then, it's been really a blast getting to apply what BHP taught me in finance to the space industry and, you know, mm -hmm. do my little piece of making humanity interplanetary. Yeah, and uh, Hans, don't you have a blog or something like that? Yeah, I, like I do. I uh, you, you you hopped right to it. Yes, I uh, I started a a blog on space and finance. It's called Astronomical Returns. So I've been writing that for about a year and a half now. It's really been a fun uh, pet project of mine that I really enjoy. How many uh, how many posts do you make a day on Instagram? Uh, one a day, one post every day on Instagram, and about a full article on the website about once or twice, uh, uh twice or three times a month. Yeah, I could go on for days. He, he actually, Hans has spent a lot of time, like a lot of time 
riding on a ton of stuff, but I'm sure you guys have questions on that. You know, to answer your question for me, um, you know, I've been playing games my entire life uh, as, as you know, most kids tend to do, you know, from our generation. For me, though, I was always interested in tech as well. Like I really started getting interested in technology broadly uh, in high school. You know, is around the time the term unicorn is being coined. We had these super large disruptive web 2.0 companies coming out, you know, and so I was always naturally curious about that. But I wasn't much of a programmer, didn't really have the skills for that, wasn't smart enough for that, um, but knew I wanted to be in the space. Finance was r really also something that I felt like I, I had a lot of fun doing. And so I thought, you know, doing something that was finance and tech related was going to be interesting. That led me to be doing a investment banking analyst program, you know, at a really good tech franchise, Morgan Stanley being one of the best ones on the street. But then after I spent two years really covering internet companies, software companies, I was like, you know, tech is great. The transition to the cloud is great. All the buzzwords are great. But what, what about tech really makes me want to wake up in the morning and, uh, and attack my day and really be motivated to work really hard? Um, you know, an enterprise software is great and it's a great sector with great financials, but it wasn't enough, you know, like enterprise software is just not enough to kind of get me jazzed. And so I kind of did some soul searching and realized that, uh, you know, gaming is something that always was near and dear to my heart. I played a ton of games growing up. I still like playing games. And it, and it also has that intersection of being affected by the secular technology trends that we see today, uh, whether that be to the transition to the cloud, increasing digital mix, so on and so forth. And so I thought that would be a good fit for me. And fortunately, uh, the pivot was successful. So, you know, and I'm looking forward to hopefully staying in gaming for a while. So why did you choose 2K as a company for your career development? Yeah, so honestly, you know, I applied to many different companies at many different roles. You know, I did fortunately have a, uh, I, I did find myself in the situation and the circumstance to be able to choose. But I'm, you know, I really applied to all the major publishers and then maybe some of the more up and coming names as well. What makes 2K special, though, to make a long story short, is of the major publishers, um, you know, it's up there with the Activisions and the EAs of the world, albeit at smaller scale, but I'd like to think operates a bit more ag with more agility. Because it's a bit more smaller, you know, you can make more of an impact, especially as someone who's still a junior employee. That was something that was important. And then um, on top of that, you know, it really is a creative-led company. So even though I'm part of the publishing house and even though I can make an impact, we let the creatives really set the direction of the games. And that's really why in the past, I think, you know, decade and a half, it's been one of the most successful gaming companies in the stock market. It's really outperformed. And I think that's an attribution to letting the creatives do their work. That sounds really cool. I'm going to pass it off to Nicholas for another question. Oh, yeah. um, so I was just sort of wondering, um, obviously, uh, SpaceX and 2K are um, pretty interesting uh, companies. I was just wondering what sort of steps did you have to take to make it work and uh, get to where you are now with the companies that you're currently at? Yeah, I think uh, first off, I'll say that it's for, for all of us who are in EHP, I think that we're fortunate to be part of such a really good program. Uh, I think that a lot of the classes that I took, you know, even four or five years ago have been very useful in my current role and in my past role at Evercore. In terms of the steps I kind of took to prepare, you know, Macomb's has a lot of great opportunities. They were good finance orgs. I, I happened to be part of USIT during my time 
it's a student-run investing org. That kind of prepared me for my role in investment banking. You know, Christian and I both did really good internships uh, during our junior summer that uh, got us onto Wall Street. And then once we were on Wall Street, both he and I kind of took a non-traditional route by trying to go to actual corporate finance. So I think what was helpful for us is the fact that he, Christian and I both know our respective industries relatively well. Christian knows all about the latest trends in gaming. I follow space exploration very closely. And when it came time to interviewing, I think that we were able to make that clear and that the companies were interested in us because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can only echo that. I didn't actually, I didn't end up being part of like a traditional finance org in uh, McCombs. But what I did, I was part of an external organization called, it's now called Seize Every Opportunity. It used to be called Sponsors for Educational Opportunity, SEO. Um, and they help take underrepresented students and really help them plug into uh, industries like consulting, legal, investment banking. The common theme, though, between like my walk and then perhaps what Hans experienced with the organizations within McCombs is ultimately these organizations help you get prepared for like a career on Wall Street way before you get to your finance classes. So you're kind of you know, you're accelerated in terms of learning this actual hard skills you'll need to, to know. That way, you know, when recruiting comes around, you're pretty well prepped. Now, I know Hans and I have, you know, different opinions about the recruiting process as it pertains to Wall Street. But overall, yeah, we, we tapped into the institutional knowledge that really helped us launch our careers. And it was instrumental for sure. Do you want to uh, elaborate on your differing opinions on recruiting? <laughs> no, just that some, just really that like it, it's difficult. Like it, it's always been difficult. I don't know how it stands currently, but I know that it, it, it is when we were kind of mentoring the students a year or two years below us, you know, the recruiting cycle would kick off so early and it really forced young students to really make a decision about what they wanted to do with their college career before even taking any classes. And it was probably not the best in terms of development, like helping actual young minds think about critically what they want to do. Yeah, that's basically right. I mean, especially business careers tend to favor people who kind of lock into something early. And, you know, sometimes that's good, but sometimes that's bad because people need time to figure out what it is that they want. That's what college is for. So, you know, there's pros and cons to it. Christian and I found our own way and most people tend to also. It's just something that we like people, younger students to think about and that's how we mentor them. I think video games and space are kind of not the first things that you think of when you think about finance. And it's it kind of seems really disassociated with finance. Like even geographically, right? Wall Street's in the East and your jobs are now in the West. And so could you tell us a little bit more about how different your work is now and how different your daily life even looks now that you've pivoted into corporate finance? Yeah, Hans, you've actually sat at a seat in the West Coast. So how about you take that? <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, the, the, the coasts are certainly different. The lifestyle of investment banking is very different from corporate finance. You know, SpaceX is known for long hours and working hard, but Investment banking is obviously much more taxing and much more demanding. There was a lot of hours that we both Christian and I put in during our investment banking time. But to the point about, you know, video games and space not being probably the first industries people in college think of, what I like to tell people is that they should keep in mind as to what it is that they're really passionate about, because whatever their interest is, finance underpins everything that people do, right? You know, in, in an economy, right? Like finance, everyone answers to the money at the end of the day. All the engineers at SpaceX answer to the money at the end of the day. So the beautiful thing about a, a field like finance, similar to how people who are in computer science can find work anywhere, is that 
our skills are always in demand as long as we know what fields we want to channel them to. Yeah, and I guess for me, my job is somewhat corporate finance, but it's also, it's very, I, I hate to use this term, but it's like strategic finance. And, just, and this is more of a function of the fact that, that the role at two, 2K is a bit of a, like I said, it's more agile and relative to a more established giant corporation, you know? It, um, so I have to wear many hats. You know, how that contrasts to banking. Banking, you know, there are some academic finance concepts that you're really keying in on constantly. You're constantly like cranking out DCFs, LBOs and things like that. Whereas like what I'm doing now is really, a it has pulled more from the cosmopolitan studies of like business from like a BHB perspective or a Canfield honors program perspective, right? Like in my role, like I have to know marketing because I'm really like forecasting the top line in terms of how we think certain games are going to perform. There's finance, but like, I'm not necessarily like super keyed in on like getting the greatest whack in the world, but also like understanding if any, if you pay attention to what's happening with the current console generation that just launched last month, huge supply, supply chain constraints. Right. And so if anything, I think my, you know, my role at 2K has just been a little bit less specialized than, you know, a role on Wall Street as an analyst. And I think Hans will attest to this. You're just, you learn one kind of role and you just start cranking on that role for two, three years straight. That's right. Like I barely use, funny enough, I barely use finance anymore. I use MIS because I have to use SQL. I use a lot of operations and supply chain because I cover supply chain at SpaceX. Uh, I use a lot of accounting, but finance, like pure, pure finance, like what I used to do, I don't really use anymore. You just have to be adaptable. Yep. So jumping off of that a little bit, can you tell us about how uh, your classes or how your college experience has like helped you with, or, or has changed slash helped you with your careers? I think that the classes that I, the classes that I thought would be really crucial for my role in banking ended up, you know, not being so useful now in, in SpaceX. So for example, uh, a good example here would be in, in BHP, there's accounting 312, which is cost accounting, right? Things like um, expense, like variance analysis and overhead and budgeting. When I took that class, I like kind of blew it off because I was like, I don't need this in banking. Like I'm going to work on Wall Street forever. And then I left and then now I need all of that stuff. And part of me is like, gosh, like I should have listened to Professor Chan a little more and <laughs> taken better notes because now like all the cost accountants are asking me questions that I can't answer because I just, it's not my background. So, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, it's good for students nowadays to keep an open mind about what McCombs is trying to teach because, you know, business is very applicable and you never know when you're going to need it. For example, like Christian talked about marketing, right? Like marketing is a class that I may not have intensely focused on because I thought I was going to go to banking, but now is relevant for, you know, him or me or anyone else in a real operations role. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I kind of wish I would have taken a bit more MIS sequences, like farther down, like the sequence, like some of those classes, because now I, it would be helpful if I like were, were, if I was a bit more prolific at SQL. I think the classes are important. I think the most important thing for me were just kind of broadly in my college experience were the relationships I made and then like the experiences I had. The first one being like, you know, I, I actually just did not spend a ton of time in McCombs outside of class. Like I, I spent, I was in many different organizations that were across the university. That was super good because it helped me just kind of, you know, and a lot of them were service related. And so that kind of helped me just be able to broaden my experience so that when I got into the working world, it's very, especially on Wall Street, you get really honed in, you get really focused on one particular 
thing, which is like working 16 hours a day and then, um, and sometimes longer. And, you know, sometimes you got to have something that's going to pull you out of it. And, you know, having different clubs and different experiences where you actually like tended to those hobbies, you know, you're not going to be able to really do a lot of that stuff outside of uh, your job, especially two years out of college. But that stuff was like super helpful in terms of just being well-rounded. And then second was just like having like a really strong network. Like, kid you not, like Hans and I were not really all that tight, like during our time, like our four years in BHB, we like, we barely even spoke to each other. We knew of each other, but we didn't really speak to each other. But then like when we were banking and we were, you know, getting absolutely destroyed, we had a great time, like coming home every day at midnight, we'd like get a couple of smash games in like smash brothers. And that really was like, uh, I don't know how you, I don't know if the feelings are mutual. Hon. Those are some of like the, um, you know, the best experiences that I had being in New York. And like, it was, it was almost like rushing for like two straight years and getting yep. paid for it. And it, you know, that camaraderie that you build and just being able to have that with someone who I knew was from Texas and had a similar background to me, you know, it helped keep me sane. Yeah. What made New York and banking fun, despite the terrible hours was the fact that UT Austin and Macomb sends a good contingent of bankers to New York each year, each class. So like Christian and our year had a good group of like a dozen or so people who we all knew from BHP really well. And like, you know, on the occasions where we were free, we would go watch a football game or play, uh, you know, play games at each other's apartments and hang out. Uh, and that made it really fun. And inevitably when someone was getting like destroyed by work, like other people were always there to look out for you and make sure that you were like, you know, taken care of and not gonna cry yourself to sleep too much. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Not so. That seems like a far distant world nowadays. Now that you yeah. have on, but yeah. But the yeah, the Macos community is a huge asset and something that people should really take advantage of during college and afterwards. Yeah, don't be a stranger. As y'all mentioned earlier, yes, we do have questions about uh, Hans's blog, um, <laughs> Astronomical Returns, which I recommend yep. all of you space lovers out there check out. Um, you cover topics from space history and finance to theoretical physics while also connecting to things you like, like food, movies, and people from your life. You're obviously very passionate, and I just wanted to sort of know what got you into blogging and how has your experience with it been over the years? Yeah, um, the way I kind of, it's, it's always been a fun journey. Like space is one of those topics that lay people, like non-engineers, are, are scared of because they're like, oh my gosh, this is so difficult. But I, with my finance degree, did my best to just self-teach as much as possible. And the way I did it was I was always just like reading news stories, clicking on links, reading obscene amounts of Wikipedia. And I just, I felt like I had amassed enough knowledge where I wanted to share it with the world in a way that people would understand. Since I, as a lay person, a non-engineer, if I could understand it, then I knew that I could explain it in a way that other lay people could understand. So I, you know, I, I thought I, I wanted to do that. And it started during my time in banking because my fellow analysts in banking always heard about me talking about space and they got so sick of me ranting about random facts about space that they said, you should just turn it into something that you can share in a good format. So I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. So that's exactly what I did. My sister had a food blog. So I basically stole her template from her website with her blessing and turned it into my blog. And it just kind of took off from there. So now there's a website, it's on Facebook and I post daily on Instagram, just all the stuff that I can find uh, about space because people don't realize that there's a lot going on in the space industry, but it's rarely covered by the news. So I kind of take it upon myself to preach the good news of what humanity <laughs> is doing out in space. So that's what I do. Christian, were you overwhelmed with space facts during your time being his roommate? 
no just loud cheers or jeers whenever something went wrong with uh whenever anything went well or went wrong with regards to space yes so, <laughs> yeah but usually i i like i'll be honest with you i don't read a ton of his articles but i do watch his story every day and it's like really great like quick hit facts and like just things that are going on in space that's like my favorite way to engage with like all of his knowledge my my general feeling my challenge to myself was that if you think about what's on instagram a lot instagram is mostly like cute puppies people in you know people in people out in like fancy destinations or you know whatever like very frivolous stuff right the, the, the stuff that people like to see on instagram and my challenge to myself was that i believed that i could make rockets and planets every bit as appealing as expensive avocado toast and cute puppies he's going strong too he hasn't stopped do you want to highlight any interesting projects that you've done uh, beyond astronomical returns? And uh, if you guys can tell us about that, that would be really interesting. Christian, you want to go first? No, I, I don't really have any interesting projects. I've literally just been grinding to get good at certain games. That's <laughs> so like really like the, the, the biggest thing to me is because I didn't have a ton of time to have hobbies when I was a banker. So now I just do a bunch of air quotations research uh, with regards to games. So that is what I've, I've been catching up on a ton of games and stuff like that. I have the Xbox game pass. It's, you know, it's a subscription service where you can download games and stuff like that. I play a ton of that. I have a twin brother who, uh, who also went to Macomb, but was not business honors. He works as an associate producer at NFL films, and he's done a bunch of cool projects, more cool than me, but you know, he, he works literally, he literally watches football for a living so he has way more cooler stuff so for me though not so much not not in the uh not in the same vein as hans well C christian has only been at his new job for uh, just a few months so he, he he still has time to get on all the cool projects for sure <laughs> i mean definitely a bunch of people have already hit me up about free games and like getting them free virtual currency and NBA right. and all that so i guess in that regards yeah i'm like a I'm like a person who's worth having in your Rolodex again. What about the PS5, recent launch of PS5? Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, I don't have like a, you know, I don't work super closely with Sony Interactive or with Microsoft, um, not in my seat. But, you know, if you've read the headlines, it's just a complete it's a mess um, with the bots and everything like that. Uh, it's really hard. I actually worked on with some companies, you know, in uh, at Morgan Stanley that revolved around bot technology. And it's just like, this is a problem that can be solved, but you're trying to find the economic incentive to do so. So it, this is a very frustrating problem. Problems bots have made operating on the internet really, really difficult. You're seeing that now. I'm trying desperately to try to get an Xbox Series X. And even despite working at a games company, I still can't manage to lock one down. So if there's any like sm smart Turing slash Canfield honors kids you guys got in your program who can solve this problem or better yet, you know, like find a way to fight all these scalpers, send them my way. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say has been your favorite games to play so far? Yeah, right now, like surprisingly, I say surprisingly because I didn't think I was, I would ever be into it, but we have a game PGA Tour 2K21. It's a golf game. Hans plays real life golf. I play virtual golf, but that game has been a ton of fun. Um, it, it was kind of our first, it, we, we, it's our first like simulation golf game. There hasn't really been a simulation golf game since the Tiger Woods series ended 
that one's super great. But really the one I grind a ton is Destiny 2. I play a ton of Destiny 2. And they recently just released an expansion. Uh, I think everything Bungie does is really cool. Back all the way back to the Halo 3 days. Yeah. One final question. Do you have any like models you live by or words and or words of advice for anyone? Models that we live by or words of advice. Well, I I think I, I gave a talk with VHP a couple months ago and the 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 lasting impression or the one like takeaway I wanted them to, to, to come away from the talk was that it's kind of a hot take of mine. It's it's that a lot of people in business, particularly, are very obsessed with the phrase you hear it a lot, uh, maintaining optionality. So this is kind of my crusade against that. So you you'll always hear people, and I saw it a lot during my time in banking. You'll ask people why are they doing the job that they're doing? Why why are you doing banking? Why are you doing consulting? Why are you doing what you do? And so many people, smart people who I have a lot of respect for, would answer saying, you know, I don't really know. I just I don't know what I want to do with life. So I'm doing this job because it pays well. It's prestigious and it allows me to maintain optionality because someday down the road, I'll figure it out. And that really bothered me a lot during my time in banking to hear people constantly saying that because I believe that people should, you know, the world is better served when people have like kind of the courage or the foresight to pursue what they really believe in and make a difference in the world rather than just do something that's safe and pays well and maintains optionality. So my challenge to everyone that I talk to now, people in college, people that I try to mentor is that rather than just trying to, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting your career started, but always keep in mind in the back of your mind what it is you want to really do with your life and your career. Because a career is a long time, right? A career will span 40, 50 years, right? That's a lot of time to make a big difference. And our jobs are, you know, we spend the vast majority of our adult life doing our jobs more than anything else. So we might as well pursue something that really matters and that we'll be really proud of. So that's what I thought of when I wanted to pick my career. And that's the lesson that I try to impart to people who I talk to now. No, it's it's kind of on, on it's a double edged it's kind of the the other side of the coin from what Hans is saying. It's true. You want to have you want to be very intentional about the decisions you make and you really want to think it through. Ultimately, we both chose banking and ultimately it was a platform that enabled us to move on to something we really were passionate about. So there's still some, you know, there's still some credence to, I think, like, you know, doing the job that does give you optionality, because I, I don't, I wouldn't be in the position I was that I am in today if I hadn't gone down the path that I went down. But to kind of speak on the flip side of the coin of Hans, you know, being intentional is correct and really thinking it through and, and not just doing whatever the guy to the left of you is doing in BHB or Canfield is doing is important. At the same time, I would just encourage you know, the students there at McCombs is that your career isn't everything, right? You want to think very hard, you know, you do want to be a good steward of the talents that you've been given, all the resources that have been poured into you, be a good steward of it, make sure you're working hard and your career reflects that. But remember that there are other things beyond that, that you're going to be responsible for and other parts of life that you're going to find a ton of fulfillment from, you know, and I think Hans would agree with me here, you know, his work at SpaceX contributing to the mission of that company is really important, but his space blog arguably is just as important. And you can see that not, not because he's saying it, but he literally does it with his actions every single day. He's posting every single day. And so that, you know, those other parts of your life are just as important and you should be just as intentional. And I think in McCombs, it's easy to become very one-dimensional in your focus, you become very 
tunnel vision given how competitive things are. And I would just encourage kids to, you know, do your do your best, be a good steward, but remember you got other things to tend to. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I think we're all here as college students trying to find our way. So I think that was really powerful and really, really impactful. And I really enjoyed hearing that. Thank you guys so much for sharing a little bit about your story with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the last thing I would say is, Hans, what do you main in Smash? <laughs> I, I main Yoshi and Link. Yeah, don't don't main those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, we, we played a lot of Super Smash Bros. during our free time in banking, and Christian is just upset that his Sonic never really achieved greatness. Yeah, so that's the, that's the note we'll end on, and it's an ironic note that although I work at a video game company, Hans will still wreck me in whatever title we may play, and from a multiplayer perspective. So Only Super Smash Bros. Well, let's, let's be honest, that is that was our world, so. It was. It still is. Yeah. So one could say that my whole path has been like, I've just gone down a path of like, I'm going, I'm making it my career to get good. So when Hans <laughs> and I reach retirement, I will have amassed all this experience and skill and I'll crush him. That'll be great. I look forward to it. Yeah. But thank you all. Oh, we really, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Having the, yeah. being able to have the opportunity to talk to you guys and uh, hopefully get in the ears of some of the younger students. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Unraveled, where we share not just the successes, but also the struggles of the business journey. Thank you for your support, and a special thank you to our team, Yai Ding, Sarah Ugangavelli, Nicholas Kao, and Chris Wang for the production of this episode. To stay connected with us, follow our Instagram at Business Unraveled and leave us any comments or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.